And welcome back to the Ford Taylor Talks podcast. I'm Pat Williams with Ford Taylor. Good morning, Ford. Good morning, PW. Another beautiful day. Yeah, we never say good afternoon or good evening because we always are uh, putting these down early in the morning. So, sun's shining. Uh, we are here in the iHeartMedia studios in beautiful downtown Dayton, Ohio. Yeah, and another shout out to iHeartMedia for opening their studios and being so kind and working with us on this. They're just a wonderful group of people. I kind of feel official sitting here with the, with the headphones on and the professional <laughs> microphones. Uh, really? <laughs> it's kind of cool. Hey, we got a special guest today, and I'd like to introduce Greg McAfee from McAfee Heating and Air. Amazing 30th year in business. Greg is a community leader. He's a business coach. He has a passion for small business. And uh, what an honor and a delight to have him join us this morning. Greg, good morning. Good morning. Glad to be here. So, Greg, you're on the Ford Taylor Talks podcast, and pretty amazing. Uh, Most of our guests have known Ford for years or multiple decades, but uh, you would be on the opposite end of that spectrum. You've recently just met Ford and uh, chat a little bit about um, how you met and what your experience was uh, in your time with Mr. Ford Taylor. Sure. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. um, And thanks Ford um, for your friendship. Um, I'll I'll tell a little bit about my, how I got started and everything. And then I'll kind of tell you how I met Ford. Um, but I'm, I'm a heating and air guy. I started uh, uh, McAfee from scratch. Uh, it'll be 30 years in November. Uh, I didn't go to college. Um, I had actually got out of the Marine Corps. I was working for a distribution center uh, that Firestone Tire and Rubber Company owned. So I loaded a lot of tires. But anyway, I, uh, I got married in 1990, and we bought a home and started a business all in the same year. And um, I put my shingle out for McAfee, and I didn't have a well-known name. The McAfee Virus Company wasn't very popular then, and uh, I had uh, I didn't have wealthy parents or anything like that. Matter of fact, they weren't even from around the Dayton area, so nobody knew me. So I had to go out and knock on a lot of doors and uh, make a lot of phone calls, and uh, it just my business just gradually grew over uh, over time. Matter of fact, the second year in business, our phone didn't ring for two weeks. And I had friends asking me, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure this is going to work? But we just kept plowing ahead and we, uh, we grew um, 15 people in 15 years. Um, and so it was very slow growth, but it ended up being very healthy growth. And I... Um, started off my first business book I ever read was Business by the Book by Larry Burkett. So mm-hmm. it taught me um, how to run a business by biblical principles, and we still apply those principles today. So I, I after the 15th year, we, we kind of had a breakthrough, and we started growing a little faster. Um, t- today we have around 42 employees, but in the Dayton area, we've worked our way from number 489 uh, to number one in our residential market. That doesn't mean we're the biggest, but it does mean that we're top of mind and uh, we serve we serve a lot of people in the Dayton area. So along the way, my outspokenness has 
got me, I could, I can honestly say it's helped get me where I am. I've been very outspoken for um, the family. I've been very outspoken for um, pro-life. I've been very outspoken for Jesus. I'm not afraid to quote uh, Bible scriptures in our commercial spots or anything like that. So it's, um, now do we lose a few customers over that? Absolutely, but we gain a lot more than we lose. Um, so I've, I've been very outspoken, and up until recently, it's been to my advantage. Um, but recently, I posted something on my Facebook that was very insensitive and basically ignorant, and it was taken and uh, copied, and it went viral with a few other things that I had said out of context, and uh, it, it said Greg McAfee is a racist, and it went viral really fast, and uh, this particular group who made it go viral also sent it to some of my big sponsorships I have with uh, Dayton Children's Hospital, University of Dayton, uh, Cedarville College, the Better Business Bureau, and so these groups basically cut ties with me. So it it looked it even looked worse than what it was um, because when you have big names like that cutting ties with a heating and air conditioning company, um, you can imagine what that looks like. So I hit it. I basically hit hit an all time low. Um, I happened to been out of town that week um, when this actually went viral like it did, and my team was here um, in Dayton. Um, I basically call it the firefight, and they were putting up with very nasty calls, comp- uh, customers calling in to cancel. Um, my guys out in the field were being run off the road and flipped off and every possible thing, called every possible thing, and um, it was a very tough time, um, toughest time for my company. Uh, as a matter of fact, when I came back, that Monday, of course, I met with my team um, in groups of 12, and um, I apologized to all of them for what they had to go through and uh, told them that I would make it up to them the best I could. Um, we had a few people quit. We had uh, we lost about 3 to 5% of my main customer base. I, had, I spent a couple days in a really a deep depression uh, for me. And uh, I was told uh, I was told by uh, Dave from Clear Channel Station that um, I need to talk to a guy named Ford Taylor. And uh, so he put me in contact with Ford, and Ford we talked I think the same day or the next day. And I, I told I told Ford my story, and basically Ford said. Uh, I think we need to talk um, if you're interested. And he, he kind of gave me um, how he works things and everything. And, and I was able to, uh, he said, why don't you just be a guest at my house and and uh, fly to Texas, Houston, and, and you can spend uh, some time with me. He said, I need two full days of your time to work through this. And so I did. I spent three days of just a great family. I felt love there. I felt like I was part of their family, uh, for three days. And, um, it, you know, basically it's, it's one of those, it's a life changer. It's, uh, it really made me change the way I think the way I, 
the way I respond to people, the way I, um, what I post on my Facebook and everything else. So that, that in a, in a, that's the short version of basically what happened to me. So, so would it be safe to say that you've known that you've known Ford less than 30 days? Yes, that is safe to say. It says a lot about the both of you, Greg. I'll start with you. A, um, taking the word of a friend that say, here's a guy that you should talk to. It takes courage to reach out, especially um, going through what you went through and what you're going through. It takes a lot of really uh, trust and, and faith on Ford's part to say, hey, come stay at my house. Exactly. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, pretty amazing. And it comes to mind when you say that you run your business on biblical principles. Ford kind of exemplified that by opening up his home. I think Paul said it uh, in his letter to the Romans, you know, open your house up to people. Welcome, welcome them in. So uh, Ford's got himself together here. He was a emotional, Greg can't seem right now but as you were telling your story uh you two obviously had some impactful time together so i'm going to let ford jump in here uh, yeah greg it does say uh, just volumes about who you are to say i want to fix this i want to fix me i don't want to keep doing that kind of thing again to to go anywhere to meet with someone you, had, you didn't know and and i also say to you that my whole family and my wife not i mean everybody wasn't there but daughter son-in-law sandra um they they loved you to death and i think the biggest reason is they they saw your heart you know you might have made a mistake with your mind you might have made a mistake with social media but they quickly saw the heart the man that you are and they wanted to be a part of seeing you bounce back. So that's who you are. So thank you for that. So in this process, tell us some of the things, uh, you know, you know, let's just go back from that post up to today. What are some of the things that you learned that will help you move forward around this issue or any other issue? Well, I really learned more of, if I could, if I could say that I learned in two days or three days, um, more about myself, more about uh, controlling my, um, even controlling my anger, controlling my, uh, what, what I say and how I come across more than anything. Um, but I've learned that I, I had an unconscious bias um, that I didn't know I had. And, um, and, I, and that I made those statements out of ignorance. And that I've learned that um, I need to listen to people's pain rather than just justifying it. And I, in the past, I would just listen to it, and then I would, I would justify it. I would say, you know, things like, um, you know, yes, but you're not actually living that today, or um, yeah, I get that people had it tough years ago, but you're not going through the same thing they did today. Um, and it, and it was just a you know, I wasn't listening to their pain. And the more I listen, the more I listen now, and in the last 30 days, I've got to, I, you know, I call it my restoration period, but in the last 30 days, I've, I've really got to listen to people more. 
I've got to understand what they go through and how they hear things. And I realize that all car, all, all, um, all cultures are different. And I realize that, um, we really just need to take time to understand each other better. Yeah, that's, that's so well said. You know, what would happen if our listeners really could learn to do what you just said that, that we really could understand. And, and, and I think people that know me well, they probably get tired of my continuums. I put everything on a continuum. And, and on this particular continuum, uh, you know, I'm just going to call it the racism continuum just for the lack of a better name. And, you know, on one end, we have people that are purely intentional, 100% racist. They intentionally want to hold others down so they can stay lifted up. And we have those in our country. We have those all over the world. You know, if you keep coming across this continuum, we have something that, that I call intentional bias. In other words, I know it's there, and it's intentional, but I'm going to acknowledge it. See, that one we can deal with. Uh, many of my African-American friends, you know, early on in our relationship, as I was learning some of the things I've learned, you know, they would say to me, I'd say, what do I have to do to get you to trust me? And they'd say, you can't. Uh, that'll never happen. Over 50%. And I would say, why? And they would say, it's not your fault. You're white. Well, see, they would admit that that's an intentional bias. Well, you know what? We can deal with that. You know, there's no, I got, I'm okay with that. That can easily be dealt with. Okay, how about we stay at the table and let me know the things that I'm doing as a white man that cause you to think, that just because I'm white, you can't trust me. Or just because you're black, I can't trust you. Now, I didn't feel that way, but they did. Well, if you keep coming across the continuum, uh, you've got the unintentional bias. Now, I had some of those, and I didn't realize them. And as I learned some of the things I said and did, just like you just talked about, wow, I had no idea that every time I would respond with, but but this, what about that, but this, and words I would use that I was continuing to inflict the pain. And if you keep coming across that continuum, you just got pure 100% ignorance. I mean, 100% cluelessness. And all of us live on that spectrum somewhere. The hard part is that when people are angry and their brains are small, all of those look exactly the same. Right. You know, that, that ignorance, the unintentional bias, unconscious bias, un unintentional, uh, the conscious or intentional bias. I mean, admit it. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. In racism, it all looks the same. And what would happen if we could all say, you know, this is where I am, and all acknowledge and accept that's where I am, and, and say, you know what? Maybe that is true. You think we might be able to make a change in our world if we could do that, Greg? Very much, very much so. And it, I don't know if, if it was just because I was in that, the right place, but my heart, my heart was tender and I, I did want to get, I wanted to restore not, not only myself, but I wanted to restore my, my comp, my family, my company, my friendships, my community. And I was just, I was so open and it helped me to being open like that helped me to understand you know what my biases were and helped me to understand that i needed to hear with my heart and listen for the pain of others 
Craig, I'm sure when you were with Ford in Texas, and by the way, he's got a nice crib down there, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> you guys are bad. <laughs> um, I'm sure when you were with Ford, he mentioned organizational transformation doesn't happen until personal transformation happens. So I'm hearing that you experienced a personal transformation. Tell me about your flight home and how you were thinking to to transition some of the the nuances of TL, some of the changes that you felt in your heart. How do you communicate that now to your team? So you went from Texas back to Dayton. What's that transformation look like for your staff? Right. Well, I, you know, first of all, I, I went, I may have went through two boxes of tissues, I forget, but I was very emotional. So it was, I was right where I needed to be. I knew, I knew when Ford said, why don't you come down and be a guest? Cause I think he said something like, um, you can either come down next week or you can wait a few weeks until I'm in Dayton. And I knew I needed it now. So, um, we both discussed it with our families and we both made it happen, but I went through, I was very emotional. And I mean, at times, I mean, I think I told, I think I told you Ford that, um, after you left, I said, you were, you were Jesus in Ford skin to me, um, for the entire two days that we talked, it was, it was just, it was just so good. And it was a revival. It was kind of like a revival, but I, but I, on the, on the plane home, I started making notes and, um, you know, preparing to type up everything, all the notes that I had taken. And I probably had 30 pages of notes and that was really good for me to do as well. Cause when I started typing them up, I went through all the emotions again of what I said and what, and what Ford said and, and what we discussed. So, um, I, I learned, well, first of all, I learned how to apologize with the six part apology. So I had written out apologies for my wife, my kids, my employees, each uh, entity that disc, or, uh, suspended me, like the hospital and the colleges, et cetera. And so I wrote out apologies to them, and I got busy right away. I mean, I'm, I don't know. Um, God's gifted me with the ability. When I've, when I've got to fix something, I've got, to, I've got to get it done. So I, don't, I just don't mess around. I've got, to, I've got to get it fixed. I've got to fix me. I've got to fix something. And I just I let, I let God work, but I, I've got to fix it. And... I was I was able to write all the apologies to um, to all the to everyone who suspended me to everyone who had a part in it and I wasn't asking to be reinstated um, I was I was just asking for their apology and and that's all a few of them responded back and a few of them didn't and that's fine but it um, I mean it made I, first of all I was broken and I think you've got to be broken to to be able to rebuild so I was broken I was. I was God showed me things through Ford that I needed to hear that I needed to see and and I and I was broken and then I had to rebuild from there and it was just a, a powerful experience for me and the you know the more I review just reviewing it this morning a little bit and I would try to review it every day um, but it's uh, it's new to me every day and I and I want to and I want to keep it like that that's awesome Greg it was such it, we had such a good time together and um, trust me, I learned stuff too. So, it, so it's interesting that as we move into a position 
uh, as leaders, you know, good leaders, great leaders are always learning. They never stop. And so even as, you know, as in theory, I was, I happened to be in the mentor coach relationship at that point. Uh, I learned about myself over those couple of days too, of, of even as I was, you listen to me do a podcast with someone else. And even as I right. was doing that podcast, I had to say, wow, you know, there's still things in me that it's, they still got to get cleaned up. I mean, and I think we all will go to our grave that way. The question is, can we as human beings, can we be okay if someone makes a mistake and give them a chance to overcome that mistake? Because, you know, in our country, uh, we've had some great leaders that did a lot of good things for our country. But those, those same great leaders made a lot of mistakes. And they yeah. took us through the worst time of our history. And because maybe, just maybe, we as a country have not been able to raise our hand and admit that they were mistakes and that they were the worst time of our history, that if just maybe we might be able to raise our hands and admit that, it might bring healing, that we did take the land from the Native Americans. That is part of our history. You know, we did enslave people. You know, we, we put taxation on them. We, we said that you can beat them, you can treat them like animals. You know, what would happen if we could just admit that and say it is part of our history, but it's not a good part of our history? And what if we said, you know, a lot of our success in our country was built on the backs of those very people and be okay with saying that and move to a place of, okay, it's a bad part of our history. How do we take that bad part of our history and the continuation of all the things that that's put in motion. And how do we take that? And instead of perpetuating the problem, what would happen if leaders came together and said, okay, let's stop perpetuating that problem and let's become a part of the solution. So Greg, I, I know that in our time together, I know when you left, what I believed was, you know, here's a leader that's about to become part of the solution. When you hear that, how does that feel to you? Oh, it feels so good because... It was, I, especially when you, when you start a company from scratch and you're, you're, you're proud of the, the name. The name was very strong. It was a very strong brand. And now I just hurt the name to where my team had already bought some vinyl to cover up some of my name on the truck, our trucks, because they were being attacked. That was very, that was very hurtful. So, you know, co coming out of this, to where I'm, I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to actually help, be able to help more people than I've helped in the past. And just so some of the listeners know, we've had our, we've had our own foundation for children since 2006, and we're very community driven. We've helped a lot of children. We've helped a lot of families. And I and I caught myself saying, how can someone help the community? How can someone help so much to where one one wrong thing flushes it all down? But I had to get I had to get past that. I had to get past I had to get past how Greg McAfee was thinking and, and how other people thought about this. And I had to I had to work on that part of it. And I think that's what you tried to show me, Ford. And then as I'm able to meet now, I'm able to meet. I've met with a African American pastor, a couple of them, but I've, I'm able to sit down with one of them for a, a long period of time. He's now texting me, praying for me, asking me how I'm doing. Um. And we've shared some of the we've shared some of the biases. We've shared some of the things that he goes through that I had no idea he goes through. So it was just uh, 
it, it really strengthened my, it's going to strengthen my leadership for what I'm called to do in the future. And I can't wait. Mm, that's such good news. Good stuff, Greg. Hey, you know, in TL, a real teaching moment for me personally was uh, steps for personal growth. And it, it sounds relevant in everything we're talking about, you know, step one to personal evaluation and that seeing it and it acknowledging that there is an issue. Um, and the second step is to own it, take control of it, accept responsibility and exercise control over it. And it sounds like some of the steps you made on that flight home and then the meeting that you just referenced is right in line with this. And then the third step is to change directions or redirect, uh, make a commitment to change it. Uh, has to be intentional, as you just noted. And um, it sounds like you are you are on track, my brother. And it's exciting to uh, hear your uh, hear your voice today. I've only known you through social media, and while I didn't agree with some of those posts that you that caused you all of the pain that you're going through right now and caused others pain obviously i think you're in a group of people and i will say patriotic believers right that you respond because you really can't believe some of the things that you read and some of the stuff that you hear people say and it it creates it creates anger and it, you feel like you have to respond to it because if you don't respond to it, who's going to respond to it? Right. And what I now know uh, after going through TL in 2015, you know, when I respond with an angry heart, you know, my rational brain shuts down <laughs> and right. I've had to delete a lot of social media posts, <laughs> but I can tell you now, Greg, I still struggle. I I type out a lot of responses and then I step back and I read them. Uh, and I really think about how's this going to be received? Is this really what I feel in my heart? Is this really who I am? And I delete probably 90% of them. Uh, but, but I do believe that, and this is not a political statement. We're not a political podcast, but there's a culture war going on right now. I hate to use the word war forward but i i really think that there's two sides right now that believe so deeply in their own ideas and their own values that reconciliation more than ever is needed in our great land yeah and we're and we're not political but you know anybody that knows me knows that i have a core belief you know one of the things we teach and talk about is core beliefs and core beliefs are those things that we believe so much to be true that we would die for them. At minimum, we will argue with the sheetrock on the wall to convince them that our core belief is the right core belief. And core beliefs are not right or wrong. They just are core beliefs. But when we come to the table with core beliefs, now psychiatrists say those can't be changed. I don't agree with them because I've, I've changed some of mine. And they said, well, then they were never core beliefs. So you're not going to win that argument with them. But when we come to the table with core beliefs that we are not even open to someone else's core belief, we can't stay at the table. And so what happens is uh, today, and strictly Ford Taylor's opinion, is that we have a 
small percentage of people that live in our country way out on the left, and we have a small percentage that live way out on the right. And I don't know what the percentage is. Statistically, it's probably 3 to 5% on each end. And then fundamentally, we have a lot of people who have the same fundamental belief system. We believe that people are good. We believe that people are smart and they're gifted. We believe that people, generally speaking, have huge hearts. We believe that. In the vast majority of the people, that's where they live. But you can take, you know, one thing that's bad, and you can put it out in the media, and, and you can get so much footage out of that one bad thing. And 10,000 good things can be going on by those people that live in the middle. You know, even on these uh, protests, the vast majority of those are peaceful but we don't get to hear about the peaceful ones. And so if you have a core belief, for example, that the African-Americans, the blacks are wrong, if that's your core belief, and all you see is that small percentage that's out wreaking havoc, it's, your core belief's not going to change. But when you take the time to get to know others who are not like you, different skin color, different culture, different gender, different beliefs, you'll find that we're not that much different. Yet we, we get locked down into what I call our systemic core belief. In other words, we've believed it so long that it's hard for us to even respond to something or somebody who has a different one. And so I'm willing to come to the table with my core beliefs and say, hmm, what if they're wrong? What if something I believe to be true is not true? And, and what if Greg or PW or some of my friends that don't look like me, they don't sound like me, what if they can show me something that's different. And if they can, I'm going to jump all over being part of the solution and stop being part of the problem. So Greg, thank you for making that shift. Thank you for even the things that you've done that you hadn't even talked about on this particular podcast in the community since you've come home uh, the, that I've got to hear privately. I've gotten to hear those, you know, with your family, uh, with your company, right. with the community. Thank you for being a part of the solution. So, Greg, if there's anything you could say to people who look like us to help them have a deeper understanding of what you're talking about, if there's anything you could say, what would you say to them? Well, it would be to um, listen with your heart, not not your head. Listen with your heart and listen for the pain, and be open to their be open to their pain, and instead of trying to justify it. And just sometimes we just have to admit we're wrong. You know, maybe it's a maybe it's a family thing where we've been told this growing up all our life. And sometimes we just have to admit we're wrong. That's good stuff, Greg. You know, our goal here on the Ford Taylor Talks podcast is to help people and and our trust and our belief and our prayer before we log on every episode is man, if we could help one person and I believe that the time we spent here today uh, if someone was just logging in and it's the first podcast they ever listened to that uh, they heard uh, humility in your uh, in your voice, um, they heard pain in your voice, and they heard truth in your voice, and we thank you for sharing that with us here today. Thank, thank you. Thanks for having me. Ford, as always, <laughs> take us home, brother. Yeah. So we'd say to our listeners, let's get lit. What would happen 
if we had leaders in our organizations that learned to love, in other words, we learned to care more about others than we cared about how they felt about us, might our influence grow in multiple areas, our influence up with the leaders with whom we choose to follow, across with our peers, might it grow with the people who follow us, and how much influence in that place could we actually have on ourselves? And if we learn to love and influence that way, is it possible that we might see transformation, that we as individuals could become something different in the future than we are today? And what would happen if those individuals bought into a vision of being a leader who will make leaders who will make leaders? And those leaders would impact individuals, organizations, cities, and who knows, maybe even our nation. So thank you for listening this morning. Thank you for getting lit with us. Greg, thank you for getting lit. Uh, thank you for coming to Texas. Uh, and more importantly, thank you for the heart and your willingness to come back and be a part of the solution and not part of the problem. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ford Taylor Talks. For more information and resources to help you love, influence, and transform, please visit FordTaylorTalks.com. Thank you.